what's happening, what's happening. This is uh, Nathan Nice and Paris Life of Paris Life Music. And uh, yes, sir. we're bringing to you unique flavors. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are, it's a, it's a new podcast we're doing, uh, slash radio show. Shout out to Rainier Avenue Radio. That is what you are listening to right now. And they are giving a lot of cool opportunities to people uh, locally. And, uh, man, we're happy you guys are here with us. Um, I'm Paris, a.k.a. Paris Life, and this is my man, Nathan Nice, live in the building. Yeah. Yeah, so, man, shout-out to the plugs down there in the Rainier, where I'm from, man. That's a real that's a real big bet right there. You yeah, feel me? So, yeah. Um, so, man, we was chopping it up yesterday. We was going back and forth about entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and... Uh, I'm going to let you take the floor on that and elaborate on those ideas you was talking about or, you know, what what your topic was. For sure, for sure. And, uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, man, we were talking about that the last couple of days. I see a spider web on the booth that's hella clowning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got friends. Okay, cool. Good to know. But, um, yeah, we, 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 we were talking about, uh, you know, entrepreneurship and uh, and starting a business. And I think it's just really up to the person, man. I think, you know, because uh, there's so many approaches to it. And uh, so, God, it's my, I'm, on, I'm on my second business, and my first one failed. You know what I mean? And my first one I did, I went, you know, what I thought was, I went all the way in where I was like, hey, I'm going to, I'm not going to work a regular job no more. And I'm just gonna, you know, find ways to make money. And it was actually cool for a little bit. I can't even front. Like first two months, it was cracking because I, I was able to double my income. But then my business partner ended up going to jail, mm. and that shit it really freaked me out, man. And so I kind of panicked. And if I would have handled that situation a little bit better, because I was like really knowing he was there was like a real big part of like how we were able to. Uh, make the moves we were able to make but when he went away I, I think I could have handled that a little bit better but I freaked out and I just decided just to you know just, just kind of go back a little bit more and just try to be you know more uh, I guess normal oh, no, so I started driving for Lyft and stuff and then uh, you but still it, do that? nah I don't do it anymore it's a bitch huh it's uh I did that Lyft Uber that's a bitch they're they're strict, man, and um, you know they basically I got I, they kind of did me dirty. I'm gonna keep it real with you, man. Um, you know, so it, it it is, it is. It's not. It can be. It can be whack sometimes, and uh, you know what I mean. Like for me, <laughs> they they did me dirty. Like so, I, I, I did it again last year, and it was cool. It was the money was decent, you know, but. I was borrowing my friend's car, and so we had to set up a deal where basically to use his car, I didn't have to pay him anything up front, no monthly fee or nothing like that, but I had to give him 50% of all my earnings, mm. you know what I mean? And then, and then the way we had that system worked out is that we had to cover, all the earnings had to cover the expenses first, and then we split everything else after that. Mm. So there was times where it was cool, there was times where it wasn't, you know what I mean? And then uh, right as I kind of started figuring out a system to use that to my advantage, I ended up not being able to drive for them no more. The reason I can't drive for them no more is because I have a reckless driving charge. 
from a mistake I made in 2014 that ended up on my record in 2015. Don't drink and drive, basically. Mm. But um, so with that scenario, I was driving people around, and then uh, people were like, oh, we think he's high, or we think he's drunk. He's under the influence while he's driving me. I wasn't. I never, nah, ever yeah, did right, that, right. you know, and then when I went on to lift or anything like that, you know, let alone drive. And uh, so, you know, I was like, what? So they they had the whole process. You know, they suspended me. For, once that happened once, they suspended me for like a day. And then I got back to it. The second time, they did it for two days. Third time, they were like, they re-ran my, my, uh, my background check. And then I guess, you know, that my incident from before had happened after. In uh, a long story short, they were like, man, we gotta, we, get, we can't have you on the platform anymore. Okay, so you stopped doing Lyft, and then what happened? Cause you, so you said that your friend got popped. Oh, yeah, yeah, Not Pops, but you know what I'm saying? He sat down. He's sitting down or sat down. He sat down, yeah. And then uh, you kind of freaked out. You did Lyft, and then Lyft didn't work for you, so. Yeah, man, I had, like, mad credit card debt at the time, too, from just, like, investments I was trying to do. And also, just it's being stupid, man. It's trying to flex and just spending money on cars that I, I didn't have, you know what I mean? So I had a lot of debt I needed to pay off. I had this, uh, you know, and eventually, that same year, actually, that's when I ended up getting that that charge, you know what I mean? Mm. And then, uh, so it was kind of a struggle. It was a really stressful period of time. So I ended up working at UPS and just going through a couple jobs. Eventually though, got through a little trial and then um, started with, the, then I got into security. And that's mm. when kind of, I was able to kind of really get my finances in a better place and, and be able to invest back into my music and everything. And uh, mm. kind of learn from my past mistakes. Right. So, I mean, I mean, I guess for me, man, like, I've been, I'm, you know, just turned 28 the other day. Hey, happy birthday, happy birthday. Bro, I I appreciate that, appreciate that. Just another year, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, But, um, you know, I must have had, I must have already had 30-something jobs. Yeah. And uh, I was telling you, like, you know, I've learned a lot from my jobs and my job experience. I've learned a lot of culinary. I've learned other things, people skills, how to deal with people and all that. And, I mean, that's just from taking my L's and turning them into lessons type of thing. Right, but right, uh, right. when I got popped, I had to, I didn't have to sit down for too long, but, like, I mean, I'm still, like, on the on the tail end of finishing that up. And so, I mean, but, like, at first it kind of depressed me because I was really trying to do too much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, realize what I had to kind of reevaluate my life and realize that freedom is, like, my biggest asset and it's my, my number one thing. Like, right, be right. able to be free to do what I want when I want and not have to have no babysitter, so to speak. You mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... Um, but then once I got over that, I guess I feel like, um, you know, I've still worked jobs. I still work jobs now. Like I love, I love those new jobs where you can kind of pick them up and drop them. Like not, not like a regular nine to five. You can just be like, Oh, like a Uber eats or something like that. I'm up for that type of shit so I can make my money and then go back and put it into my business. But Mm. after, after I kind of reevaluated my life, it kind of, it kind of was like, I don't know, like, especially being diabetic, right. you, at the back of your mind, you know that, like, life is going to be a little bit shorter, right, even right, if right. you live super healthy, it's still right. going to be a little shorter, I mean, 
speculatively. Right. Um, I don't think like that, but I also think more like I need to utilize my opportunity while I'm here and like I want to I want to make the most out of my life every day. Right, right. And I want to not put myself in a position of like depression and stuff like that. And so sometimes when I'm working for some of these people, man, it's just the way they be treating me. Like I work for right. maybe I shouldn't say this business name. It's pretty yeah, big yeah. grocery type of business, <laughs> bro. And <laughs> it was groceries, right? Yeah, and yeah. Um, I, you know, and I was I was working in the bakery, and it was cool and all, but. You know they try to say they try to say that I like sexually harass somebody, which oh, that's not me, bro. That's no, not, not me. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not that guy at all, yeah. and bro. I like at the bro. I bro. I cussed everybody on that bitch because <laughs> because look, I already put in my two weeks yeah, before yeah. that. I already put in my fucking two weeks. And then I was, and I, they were trying to talk to me about someone. I'm like, look, these people, I've been telling you these people are disrespecting me. I've been telling you how they come at me. And then last minute you want to try to say like, oh, you sexually harassed. You know what they said? They said I looked at some girl and said, wowza. What? Yeah. That's how you know that shit is mad. Like, this what? is crazy. Yeah. And so I was like, <laughs> I literally was like, look, you can get me on some other shit, being late, being high, not giving a fuck. <laughs> But you do not gonna give me give me on some shit that I did do. Don't give me some some fake ass shit. Like you could have yeah. literally fired me for anything else. Hey, I'm gonna say I've known this guy for years. He's the most he would never sexually harass anybody. He that's was, what I'm saying. I'm know, like, son, that's not even me. Like, it's not even him. <laughs> <laughs> that and that's how I was just like, no, like you guys gonna know me for cussing out everybody in this bitch before yeah. you know that I'm and so that also like hey. little things like that have just really reevaluated like my whole entrepreneur thing and I think right. a lot of people when they say entrepreneur they think like oh I'm gonna make a lot of money yeah, and yeah. I'm gonna be free and it's like no what it really means especially initially it means you're probably gonna be broke mm-hmm. initially until you figure out your shit but you gotta you gotta stick with your gut. And um, whether you got to work a job, come back to it, whether you got to stop it for a little bit, you just have to keep it in the back of your mind that, like, like for you, for instance, like, your music got to come first, even right. if you're working a job, you know what I mean? And that's yeah, yeah, what an entrepreneur yeah. is. It's like, handle what you got to handle, mm-hmm. but then, like, keep your business always at the forefront of mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm going to make a dollar. Yeah, I'm going to do this. But, like, I'm going to take it back into the kitchen couch. I'm going to take it back into Nathan Nice and... Um, I'm not going to let anybody control my destiny. And you were talking about that yesterday. I think um, there's this chart. I'm not exactly sure what it's called, but it's like an entrepreneurial kind of... um, I think it's like a emotions chart kind of thing. And it literally shows this... It's kind of in a graph form. Mm -hmm. And it kind of shows like when you start to be an entrepreneur towards like your end of your life, literally it's all ups and downs. Every single entrepreneur has to deal with this... Deep depression, my shit doesn't work, I hate it, this is trash, like, I should just quit everything, and then, wow, this is going great, I'm making Mm -hmm. hella big moves, Mm -hmm. back down to, okay, everything's kind of streamlined, it's cool, and so this is wave of up and down, it's never, and everybody, you can ask any entrepreneur, it's Mm -hmm. literally like that for everybody, until you finally find something, and you, it's the right time, time to blow, and then, you know, then you take off, so. And I want to, to that point, man, I want to say musicians out there, you know, uh, I, I, I heard that, uh, this is a statement that when you decide to become a musician, you automatically are deciding to become an entrepreneur. 
whether you like it or not. Even like you know when they say your record deal, your record contract. What do you call somebody who does contracts with with with, with entities? Like when you do live. Hooper East, whatever you're an independent contractor, and that's all. It's it's, it's similar, you mm-hmm. know, when you get into the music business, you get that contract. You gotta be careful with that. You might not be an employee, but you are in a contract, and you have an obligation to that label if you choose to go that route. I know it's different now. Everyone's independent, which I love to see, you know. But even so, you still gotta you have to invest some money. You gotta protect your brand. You gotta if you got a logo, which is like the thing I'm dealing with right now. I gotta actually like trademark my shit. You know, and then you so you, you got to invest in that. You got to have your business right. You got to, you know, invest in the equipment and, and, and you know, your coffee, whatever it is that helps you, you know, do your thing, you know, so long as it makes sense. And, you, it, you know, so that's just all these different things. But, no, nah, uh, what he's saying is exactly right. Like, the past year I went through that. Like, the show that he came to, man, you know, we, we, we struggled so much trying to put that together. And there were good things about it, but there were things that I wish would have gone better. So I, I was really questioning myself at points during that show. But then a couple months later, me and my homie Mario, shout out, shout out to Mario Castellini and Red House Records. MC was popping. MC. Uh, man, you know, we had a... We had a great time performing at this at this fundraiser for this for Nova High School, and uh, that really re- re- reinvigorated my drive to want to get out here and keep performing and whatnot. You know, so like you said, it's ups and downs, and it's just you just gotta keep going through it. I think one thing too to add to that is that because like he's saying, like the money's not gonna be where you want it to be at first in that stage, which is why I work a regular job right now because I'm kind of you know, using my running game, you know, as opposed to trying to, you know, throw the ball right this minute, but that's going to come at some point, uh, you know. But two, you're going to have mm. to put in hours like a motherfucker, you know yeah. what I mean? Your hours, long, like you're going to be working long hours. Long fit. hours. Hey, get that overtime with your regular job now, you know what I mean? And just get used to just being, you know, just grinding, man, you know. It's like like one thing we, we might have to start doing is maybe doing early morning uh, episodes of this and shit. I was gonna talk to you right. about that, but uh, you know what I mean. I, 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 we'll go into that more later, but um, you know, but, but between me and Nathan, but um, you know, what I mean, our hours are gonna be crazy. But two, you know, even like last time doing research on how podcasts work. You know, I'm I'm new to this shit. You know, Nathan's a ve- more of a veteran at the podcast situation than I am. You know what I mean? But yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, with that being said, like, with the podcasting thing, like, if it's so funny, like, I started, you know, I don't know what people will see on the outside looking in, but, like, I literally started on my phone, rapping in the kitchen about making sausage and eggs. Yeah, yeah. And just talking, running my mouth, and at the end of the day, I was like, this is funny. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it's going, but this is dope. And, I mean, I came up with the kitchen couch way before I thought, even decided about podcasting and mm-hmm. shows. I was like, hmm, how am I going to do this? And it initially, I mean, without giving away too much, it's a, a launching pad business is what I call it because mm-hmm. it's something to start with, you know, minimal. But, like, podcasting is hard. It's not easy. It's uh, I've been in this thing for three years, and I'm just now mm-hmm. breaking through to, like, artists, just now making my name heard. Like, actually... Um, Shout out to Hollow Earth Radio. I was on there hey. last Friday, I believe, or last Wednesday, this last Wednesday. And so you guys can check it out, Hollow Earth, uh, hollowearthradio.org. But mm-hmm. I was in there with a guy, you know, I never met him. He was a rapper from Seattle. And, you know, I was talking on the mic and everybody mm-hmm. was feeling what I was saying. And then at the end, he was like, wait, what was your thing called again? I was like, the kitchen couch. And he was like, oh, shoot, I swear I've heard that before. And I was like, even that little bit of like clout was just like 
sometimes that like little bit is like as an entrepreneur is what you need to go it's like mm-hmm. a little bit more about spiritual like you really got to get your spirituality a little bit together like i'm sure you could be an atheist and be an entrepreneur i'm not yeah. saying you can but like your, your spirit's got to be like it, it, it's more of a spiritual journey right some people like you get it's weird because i i have my own opinion about it but i think some people they stay like I can't call you an entrepreneur if you, your family already started off well off. Yeah. I just can't. Like a Kylie Jenner or something. Like, I'm sure they're entrepreneurs. Like a Donald Trump or whatever. It's like, yeah, but like, I could create. I, like, bro, give me five grand right now. Well. Give me give me even four grand. Like, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You, got, you have to give these people millions of dollars in order for them to flip something and make more. Yeah. Like, I'd call Rihanna more of an entrepreneur than a Kylie Jenner because she started from the island. She's like, okay, what's my first thing? Okay, singing. First couple albums, they all right. Now it's like popping. Everybody's waiting for that newest. She keeps like teasing that new single. Yeah, and she's yeah, like, you know what? I'm going to make makeup. Boom. People loving the makeup. And then, you know, she goes like, hmm, you know what? I'm going to make clothing. Boom. People love it. That's entrepreneurship. Not right, like right. Kylie Jenner. You know what I mean? Your family's popping. Yeah. Oh, you know, let me get a... You know what I mean? If you already know the people, you know the business. I can't call you an entrepreneur. I can call you smart. I can call you savvy. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. call you an entrepreneur personally. I mean, by, so by textbook definition, you know, those are entrepreneurs, even if they came from a well-off fam- family. But I think what, what you're alluding to, though, which which I agree with 100%, is being, you know, self-made versus being born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Right. You know what true, I mean? True, so true. I can't say that they're self-made. Because it's right. like, and maybe even, yeah, but it's just like, it's a huge difference. And I have way more respect for, you know, the Lil Wayne's who came from nothing, Master P's who came from like nothing. You know, even though like, and Lil Wayne had a baby to help him, right? But even so, they both came from like the gutter in New Orleans. Well, Master P, really. Yeah, Master P, for real, yeah, for real. He, he did came it. from Cali, moved to New Orleans, went to the slums. And, yeah, yeah. You know. I thought it was the other way around. But, no, uh, no, yeah, he was born in Cali. I was born in Cali. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. And then he moved to New Orleans when he was super young. And then he moved back to Cali. And then he moved back to Cali for a little bit, and I think he moved back to New Orleans. Yeah, so yeah. he was kind of back and forth. But actually, hustling, one of his first albums, he was like a Bay. He was, I think, he's from the Bay Area too. Yeah, I yeah. Say too. Yeah, yeah he, so. that's where he was based at. He opened his store at, yeah. and all that. So man, Master P, shout out to him, man. That's like one of my favorite people ever off in top, life. Off top, and. I fucking love that dude, man. Uh, this is uh, Rainier Avenue Radio. Uh, if you're just tuning in, and this is Unique Flavors, Paris Life, Nathan Nice, and we're in the house talking about entrepreneurship right now. And, uh, you know, we, we're having a really, you know, cool discussion. I'm kind of seeing what's going on in the world, man. On the Twitter feed. On the Twitter feed. Twitter fingers. Twitterverse, Twitter oh, fingers, man. black Twitter, everybody. Man. you know, and, I mean, <laughs> speaking on, um, you know, self-made, like, you're right. Like, I guess, in a sense, they are entrepreneurs, but, like, they, I feel like they don't really necessarily have to go through the same roller coaster as a real entrepreneur does. Like, that roller coaster is literally... And, and and what I noticed is like one thing, like man, yesterday I'm opening bills, I'm opening this, I'm yeah, opening yeah. that, and I'm like, damn, this is so depressing, and like whatever, right? So I'm feeling away last night, mm-hmm. and so, but I have to remember that people want to hear this story. Right. They don't. I mean, maybe they want to hear the Kim K story, but the, like. Me, personally, I don't want to hear it. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, 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 everything's cool. You know what I mean? Like, 
or or I'm trying to think of like another um who's the dude that was on the Breakfast Club that owns like all the radio stations? Uh not Envy. No, Bill something. He's a black oh. man. He owns like he's like going through like a whole uh court case. I don't even know. I'm gonna have to look his name up, but uh you know, he, you know, started from nothing, and now he owns, like, his own station. He owns, like, a whole cable station, and he yeah, owns yeah. all this stuff, and he's flipping money. And, and like, that, that's, that to me is, like, something super inspiring. So people like to really tune in to those type of situations and stories, and you know what I mean? And I think being, yeah, like you said, being a rapper really is kind of, is really... Oof. Yeah, because <laughs> because also, like, for rapping, like, I feel like so many people want to rap so it's like right. you literally gotta be like F all y'all yeah. like F everybody I don't care if you say my shit is garbage or if it's fire I don't care I'm gotta keep doing it period doing that, it. and that's like that's super hard as an artist I think and so you know um, Meek Mill actually has this quote and I, I think I saved it hopefully in my IG stories or something and uh, he says this thing, and he's literally, like, fresh to death. And this is after the Rock Nation brunch and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, you know what? He's like, you guys see me flossing and looking fly and hopping out of Bentleys and Jets and stuff. It's like, you know, this this, this right here took me 13, 14 years right. to build. He's right. like, y'all see me with my dusty braids and standing on the corner. He's like, that was real. Like, you think I'm playing? Like, that was real. We was hustling until we had it at it. And so, you know, he's like... If it could take you, if it could take me thirteen years, why can't it take you thirteen years? Right, right. Why can't it take you three years? Why can't it take you ten years? You know, so he's just like, don't stop doing what you're doing. And so that was just to hear Meek Mill not forget where he came from and say something like that. Really, just kind of, boom, just little things like that as an entrepreneur is like, it gives me like, you know, what I'm saying half a tank of gas is what I call it. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Just enough to kill it. All right, I'm gonna push through this. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying like a bench press. I feel you know Jay Z didn't have his first deal, his first album until he was 26. His mm. first like official debut album, that Reasonable Doubt, he was 26 when that came out. That was hot. Man. You know what I mean? That was hot. He had time to mature. Even kind of Jamie Foxx talks about how he kind of matured and uh, had lived a real life before he became famous. And so you see a lot of these young folks, and I got no hate on the young folks. I love these young folks. I work with a lot of the young folks to this day. To this day, you know, to this day, and and and, I, and they got so much energy, and and they they know what's hot right now, you know. But I'm just saying, like the guys who are young, who are getting these deals, I love to see that. Get your money, please. Help yourself, help your family out, and your loved ones. But just don't let these people take advantage of you. You know what I mean? And I want, I just want to. I'm hoping that you know some of these younger cats will be able to keep sticking around. You know, in a year, two years, five years, ten years, we'll see. You know what happens, but um, you know what I mean. Don't it, 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 it's because someone else is, is is lit right now and they're popping right now. You know that's their story. You know your 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 story is your story. You know what I mean. Your flavor is your flavor. That's why we call this unique flavors, man. Right. You know we we all got our own flavor. You know, and, um, so man, I was gonna say, you know, just to just to touch up on that, and um, you know, Lil Yachty was in an interview and he was talking about how. A lot of these rappers take the deal right off the rip because you know they broke and they you know they've been hustling hustling they finally get the 
you know, $5 million record deal, but they don't see that they're sli- signing themselves into slavery. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So three al- three years, you know, four, four albums, we need two hot singles, we need this and that, plus this money's coming out of your marketing budget, touring budget, and it's like, um, also my last quote I'm going to say about being an entrepreneur, which kind of touches on this, is, uh, uh, um, damn, I'm totally spaced on the thought. Uh, it's all good. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. If you think about your life and you think about, you know, who's who who somebody you want to be like or whatever, you at the end of the day, would you want to trade places with them? And then you say yes, right? And it's like, but you don't know what they've been through. Yeah. And you know what you've been through in your situation. You're just now learning how to handle your own situation. So, you know, right. I think when you, when you like, I wouldn't trade places with a little Yachty or a little Pump or right. even a Jay-Z, like, because... I don't know what he's been through. He don't know what I've been through. I know how to deal with my situation. I wouldn't know. Like, there's probably stuff they've seen that you don't even believe. Dead bodies and who knows? Who knows what yeah. they've seen and what they've endured to get to the top spot? So it's like, you, you know, if you're feeling depressed out there, you want to quit. Just remember that. Whose life would you trade places with? Right. And then right. think about it, Katy Perry. You know, like right. you don't know what she's been through. So. You don't know. Now that's all true. You don't know what someone had to go through. You know what kind of. Trials and tribulations, blood, sweat, and tears they had to put in, man. Um, kind of going back to the little Yachty thing real quick with the deals. Uh, Master P, I've been studying him a lot recently. And um, one thing he talks about with deals is how he was offered, his first deal he was offered was a million dollars. And he was like, man, and I see murders with him. It's like, hey, take the deal. And they're broke. But he's like, I'm not going to take it. It's just Jimmy Iovine offered him that. Mm. And then they went back to New Orleans broke on the plane. It didn't even have money to eat a meal on the plane. And then see Murder's like, why did you take the deal? He's like, well, man, if he's going to offer me a million, it's because he knows he can make way more off of me than a million, and I'm worth way more than that. He Eventually, he ended up doing the 85-15 deal where he gets 85% of all his record sales. The label gets 15. He had to put up 200 k to do that. He hired Michael Jackson's lawyer to figure that out. And uh, so it just kind of shows you that, right. you know, you don't have to, you don't have to take... You know, if someone sees that value in you and they're trying to put some money up, it's because they see something in you, too. You know what I mean? And right. uh, You got to see that in yourself. That's the most important part of this piece is that Master P saw this in himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, uh, also, I was watching <laughs> Acrimony. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, watching Acrimony on Tyler Perry, and uh, dude, he turned down the money and ended up coming to the big money, so... Go ahead and watch that uh, Tyler Perry movie. It's good. So Tyler Perry, man, <laughs> making moves. Gotta love it, brother, man. Making uh, he's moves. He's also making moves. So you know, own business, start start his own channel and his own film company. Well, um, this is the end of Unique Flavors for our debut episode. Unique episode, flavors. Unique flavors. Episode one. You know, um, so tune in Rainier Avenue Radio, and then after it debuts there, we're on all. Streaming platforms, actually not all streaming platforms. We're gonna be on SoundCloud. We're gonna be on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, yeah. uh, Stitcher. Yeah. Um, what else? Google, uh, Apple. I already said. I don't know. Yeah. All, all the subsidiaries of those too. So all the subsidiaries. You can find Nathan Nice on in the Kitchen Couch on all social media. You just at Nathan Nice at the Kitchen Couch on all social media. You can find at Paris Life Music on all social media at Paris Life Music Six on Twitter, and beyond that, you know we love you guys, and we'll see y'all next week for the next episode. Deuces. Peace.